0: people uh, came to the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the Palm Shopping Mall, 26 souls. Amen. Um, At Circle Mall, 43 people gave their lives to Christ. I was also at um, a construction site, like I mentioned last Sunday, um, with a few people, about 65 people um on the whole came to christ amen ask your neighbor i hope you're doing yours too hallelujah amen we want to talk this morning the subject is eyes on the prize eyes on the prize tell someone keep your eyes on the prize keep your eyes on the prize very important Uh, Paul is saying in Philippians chapter 3, if we read from verses 12 to 14. Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 to 14. Paul says, not that I have already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. Forgetting the things that are behind me and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let's read verse 13 and 14 together. 1, 2, let's go. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. Forgetting those things that are behind, reaching forward to the things that are ahead. I press towards the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Some say I press towards the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I press towards the goal. I press towards the mark. I find this very interesting because we're hearing from Paul the apostle. If you read earlier in the text, Paul is speaking about his achievements. If you ask me Any believer who has done this should be satisfied with himself and satisfied with life. Paul was saved. Paul rejoiced in Christ and said that he took no confidence in the flesh. He understood already what justification by faith meant. But he said that he counted all his previous works that were once the foundations of his trust and confidence as dross or as dung that he might win Christ. So he said, for instance, in Philippians 3, 5, I was circumcised when I was eight days old. I am a pure-blooded citizen of Israel. I'm a member of the tribe of Benjamin. I'm a real Hebrew, if there was ever one. I was a member of the Pharisees who demanded the strictest obedience to the Jewish law. Verses 7 and 8, Paul then goes on to say, But what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed, I also count all things loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ, uh, Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ. So Paul, in my opinion, was in a state of conscious safety. He understood what he had gained he understood what he had lost. He also understood what he, why he lost what he had lost. He says, I'm pressing towards the prize. I would have thought that after verse 8, Paul would say, you know, I've, I've done it all. It's time to rejoice and relax. I'm born again. But he understood also that he was in a state of imperfection. The work is not done after you have counted all your achievements as dung. You ought now to press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Tell your neighbor, press. Say to someone else, press. To win the prize, it is important to know what game you are in and what the rules of that game are. To win the prize, it is important to know what game you are involved in and what the rules of that game are. What are the goalposts? Where am I running towards? I want you to imagine quickly a football match uh, without goalposts. A football match without, goal posts. A football match without uh, lines. So there's no throwing line. There's no penalty spot. Imagine a 100-meter race, or imagine a race with no finish line. Without rules, you cannot have best players. Hallelujah! Messi would never be the best player on earth if there was nothing called a goalpost. Uh, in the course of the week, we heard about a an earth shattering transfer. For those of us who don't know, amen. It all started like a joke. Um, Every day the rumor stayed, I knew, okay, there must be something to this. And then Neymar, I hear that guy tights. I, I want to know his pastor. <laughs> Amen. That's my new prayer point. <laughs> I want to be his pastor's friend. <laughs> and so Neymar moves from Barcelona to Paris Saint-Germain for 222 million euros. To earn £550,000 a working week. Or is it a playing week now? (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. I saw a video on Instagram by a guy called (laughs) Fowls. He was discussing the same subject. He said, my children are going to play football. He said, we must place focus where focus is. There are enough lawyers in my family. There are enough doctors in my family. He said, in fact, not only my sons, my daughters will also play football. <laughs> he said, all this talk about uh, you must let your children, you know, make their choices. He said, I will give them their choices. They will choose either Barcelona or Arsenal or Man U or Chelsea. There's no problem. They will make their choices. He says, oh, didn't you hear the amount He said it means if I work for two, if they work for two weeks, one million pounds, then he said, "Jesus." <laughs> Amen. Rumor has it that Neymar did all of that because he knows what it takes to be the best player on Earth. And that as long as he remained under Messi's shadows, he would never achieve that goal. He knew what game he was involved in. He knew what the rules are. Ask your neighbor, "Do you know what game you're involved in?" Ask them, "Do you know what the rules are?" In 1 Corinthians 9:26, NIV Paul says, "Therefore I do not run like someone running aimlessly." There's a finish mark here. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. I'm not, sh- I'm not shadow boxing. I'm not sparring. This is real. In the new American standard. It says, therefore, I run in such a way as not without aim. I box in such a way as not beating the air. So I'm consciously doing something. I'm working towards an aim. I'm working towards a goal. Because I understand the game I'm playing and I know what the rules are. You may ask me today, Pastor, what is this game we're playing? What are the rules? What are the rules? Matthew 28, verses 19 to 20. Matthew 28, verses 19 to 20. I want us to read together one, two, let's go. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son. And of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Go therefore and teach all nations. This we call the great commission. I believe that at the end of the day, this is what really matters. I believe that at the end of the day, This is the game we're playing and the rule is that we go into all nations and that we baptize them, baptize the world in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son and in the name of the Holy Spirit and that we teach them to observe all things that he has taught us and commanded us and he reminds us of the fact that he's with us always even to the end of the world. My question to you this morning is, who are you on this football field? Who are you in this game of life? A good disciple or a good player is a soul winner. Somebody say soul winner. Tell your neighbor a good player wins souls. Tell your neighbor a good player focuses on the great commission. To win at the end of life, you must embrace and practice soul winning. This is what it means to play according to the rules. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 and 18. Paul tells us that if anyone is in Christ, is a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things are new. He then says that all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Christ. And handed on to us, or given unto us, this ministry of reconciliation. And so when you came to Christ, Christ effectively handed the baton to you. And said to you, I'm not going to come down to preach the gospel. I'm not going to come down to speak to that person in your office. That neighbor that you see every day. That person that you drive by every day. I have handed over to you the ministry of reconciliation the ministry of preaching the gospel and bringing people to Christ the same way somewhere and somewhere someday under some circumstance preach that same gospel to you for as many as are saved here today and brought you to Christ Christ has handed on to you given to you the ministry of reconciliation Are you playing in this game or are you spectating? There is no crown for those who do not compete according to the rules. There is no crown for those who do not compete according to the rules. A Christian cannot succeed, cannot succeed as a Christian by living a life By a different set of rules outside God's instructions. You don't set the parameters God does. God is in this business of soul winning. And has called us into that same business. Help me ask your neighbor, what is your business? You see, because this is God's priority. Everything that is going on is tied to redemption to the redemption of men, to bring in people to the saving knowledge of Christ Jesus. If you are not aligned to the Great Commission, there is no prize for you. I don't know what prize you may be pursuing today. For some, it's material wealth. You wake up every day, go out, get into traffic, slug it out with your competitors, come back at the end of the day, after a hard day's job. Go to bed and start again this cycle. And God is saying, all that is good. But you are yet to play the game. It is not about your moral uprightness. Someone may think that is what the game is about. No. Paul was the best of the best, as far as he was concerned. He had any degree of his day you could imagine. So maybe it's your PhD, maybe it's your MSc, maybe it's your BSc. That is a game, but it's not the one that matters. Play the game that matters. Is it breakthrough in business? Breakthrough, that word. Such that the minute you break through, job accomplished. Breakthrough in the eyes of God is that heaven rejoices over every soul that comes to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Are you breaking through every day? Are you breaking through for God? Are you reconciling the world unto Jesus Christ? How will your works on earth count in eternity? When the rules are laid out, would you have played accordingly? Or are you a spectator? In this game of life, a spectator is someone who has no impact on the game. I have watched football for a long time. I suddenly realized there is no best spectator prize. Unless you know where it's been given out. This is the man who watches football the most. And applauds the most, and shouts the most, and does the Mexican wave the most. Some of us are breaking our heads over what people are earning. They don't know us. They may never know us. They don't pray for us. We pray for them. We pray for the club. We pray for the coach. We pray, Lord, this day as we play Chelsea, yeah, no, as we play Arsenal, sorry, give us favor, let mercy triumph over judgment, make a way where there seems to be none, and heaven is saying to us, you're not playing in this game, you're spectating, tell someone don't be a spectator. Tell them, don't watch life pass. Don't watch others reconcile people to God. Because that is the game that we're playing. Like was said in the first service, following does not translate to ownership. No matter how much you follow GT Bank on Instagram or Twitter, When profit sharing is taking place, they won't check. Am I talking to someone? No matter how much you follow Neymar on Instagram, he has 30 million on Twitter, about 72 on Instagram. He's going to collect his 550,000 pounds at the end of this week he's going to put it in the bank and he's going to get ready to play next week. Somebody here is getting ready to work this week so you can pay your DSTV (laughs) and watch Neymar (laughs) next week so he can earn his £550,000. Tell your neighbor, know the game. Tell them there's only one game that matters. Reconciling uh, reconciling men. Say it. Reconciling men. Unto God. Don't be a fan. Be a player. A wife shouldn't say that to her husband. Amen. So if your husband is beside you, find another word. Amen. Say, be a true disciple. (laughs) Say, be a true follower. Amen. Yeah? Because I understand player means a few things these days. Amen. Don't be a spectator in this game of life. Don't be on the sideline of life watching others achieve great things for God. Paul said, lest after I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. So he said, I bring my body under. I bring it into subjection. I discipline myself. I run for the race. I box like someone with a plan. I play like someone who knows what the game is and knows where the goalposts are. I pray that at the end of the day, when we are in heaven, when the king comes out to pay wages to all the workers, I won't be looking around for you. I'm wondering, where is Kunle? Where is Wale? Where is, apologies to any Wale here. Uh, I mean, I have to call somebody's name. Where is Misan? Where is Dele? Ask your neighbor, will you be there? Say, will you make it? Seriously, ask someone for me, will you be there? Say, I look forward to seeing you. Say, buddy, until we get there, play the game. Play well. God will give you success. God will put a word in your mouth. Don't be worried about what to say. You're not preaching your own message. You're simply saying to someone else, how Jesus has touched your life. Let's bow our heads. I want someone to recommit their lives to God this morning and say, Lord, I've I've defined the prize wrongly. I thought the prize was uh, moving up in my career. I thought the prize was earning more. I thought the prize was amassing degrees. I thought the prize was buying the latest car, building the nicest house. I thought the prize was doing all within my power to prove to my family that I can succeed. I've had the wrong driving force. But Lord, I come to the cross this morning to recommit and to rededicate. And to say, Lord, help me. Really help me. Help me to play this game. Help me to play it like I should. Somebody talk to God. I don't want to be missing in action. I don't want to be found wanting at the end of it all. I want to have played it according to the rules. I want it to be said of me, well done, good and faithful servant. While heads are still bowed, I want to reach out to anyone who is here this morning and you are not born again. So you're saying, Pastor, I haven't even started playing at all. I don't even know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I have never at any point consciously invited him into my heart. I want to ask you to do that today, if you will. If there's any such person in this auditorium this morning... You're saying, I want to give my life to Jesus. I believe that he died for me. And that he rose on the third day for me. And that he shed his blood for my salvation. And that I believe if Jesus comes into my life, I'm going to have a better life here on earth. And even beyond. Let me ask wherever you are that you lift your hand slightly above your head. So I can identify you. I want us to say a prayer together. God bless you, my sister there. God bless you. Let's do this quickly. Nothing to be ashamed about. God bless you there. Nothing to be ashamed about. You're saying, Jesus, come into my life. Come into my heart. Come and rule this life. God bless you, sir. Come and help me. Come and save me. God bless you. Let's do this quickly. Let's do this quickly. Let's do this quickly. If your hand is lifted, let me ask that you take a further step rise to your feet wherever you are. You are standing for God today. I promise you, heaven is standing for you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, my sister. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, my brother at the back. Thank you. Let's do this quickly. Thank you, sir. Let's do this quickly. 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 If you're standing, I want you to say a word of prayer after me. I want you to say, Lord Jesus, I come to the cross this morning. Father, I accept you into my heart. I ask you to be my Lord and be my Savior. I believe that Jesus Christ shed his blood on the cross for my salvation. I thank you today because I'm born again and my name is registered in heaven. Lord, I receive this ministry of reconciliation and I commit to telling others how you have touched my heart. Thank you because from today it's a different story. Thank you because from today my path is shining brighter. Thank you Lord because the things that are behind me are behind me. Today I'm pressing forward for that mark. Lord I thank you. Thank you for this new, re- new relationship. I pray in Jesus name. And the whole church said a big amen. If you're standing, let me ask that you please oblige the person reaching out to you at this time. One of our counselors is doing so. That you go with them for the next five minutes and you'll be back in here with us. God bless you. I believe that this is the best part of any service. Can we applaud our friends? Can we thank God for what he has done this morning? If you are indeed happy. If you are indeed blessed, let's put our hands together. Father, we thank you. Lord, we give you praise. Hallelujah. Help me tell your neighbor congratulations. Say, go out there tomorrow and play the game. Say, I pray that this week you will bring someone to Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's put our hands together for a blessing.